but the inherent nature of what's happening is not special at all. It's just what is. The mind would like to make it special so that it can really feel special when it's absent. So like if I sit down here and there's the head would the head would always imagine it has to gather itself together to do a talk. That's all pointless because there's no gathering anything together. It's just an immediate thing even before because you are of time. Yes, this is of time. So this always when when this is getting ready to entertain the message, it it, it injects time into the message. That's not it. The message is a timeless message. Yeah? It has no time. It's, there's an example of it in some people's lives we call the pause. Yeah? In recovery, we call the pause. Hey, Jim. The pause is like a, a timeless moment, seemingly in moments. Yeah? In linear time, there's an, there's an experience of the timeless, and we call it a pause, when something just stops, and there's a, all possibilities are entertained in the disguise of nothingness. Yeah? That pause is what it's like. That pause is prior to any movement. So if I would sit here and say, I have to get ready to do this talk, I've already missed the whole essence of it. Because there's no me. See, any time there's a you, there's going to be in time and time involved. Yeah? So any time there's a you, there's going to be something that the you is going to have to do to get to this point. Even if it believes it's a pointless point, if this is taken to be you in any level, if there's going to be time involved in you and the message. And this message is not of time. And there's no chore in it, and there's no practice involved in it. It's, it's the recognition of the immediacy of beingness going on. Yeah, that's all it is. After a while, you see that there's an impossibility that there could ever be a noun. There's no noun to be found. There's no noun that... <laughs> there's no noun that's, that came out of the ocean of firmness and crawled up like an amphibian onto a land of separation and claimed itself to be the noun that now wants to swim in the ocean of firmness. There is no noun. All there is is verbing. All there is is this energy. So there's, in other words, if it's always so, there's no point to get on, nor is there any possibility of it being off. See? To me, that's the message I like to put in. Now, I don't care if you think you're going to get on to something. I'm saying you've never been off anything. That's the beautiful news. To me, that's the freedom. The freedom is not that I've learned a, a new way. You need the bathroom key? No, no, it's not here. Uh, it doesn't go off. Yeah. Like this idea of like trying to get into the moment. Yeah. There's like a lot of books that are written about how to get into the moment. I bet you no one's finished one of them. Yeah? Everyone just reads a few chapters and they move on to the next. How to get into the moment faster or whatever. But the fact is, you cannot be out of the moment. Yeah? That's the message to me. Not that, oh, there's a method now to get into the moment, but the recognition you can't be out of the moment. That's the message. The message, is, the message nullifies every other message. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean there's nothing for me to do? You have absolutely no relevance in this. You're not keeping it from you, nor are you moving towards it. You, as a self, has no relevance to this. You're irrelevant. And that's the great news. Because you can't stop this being so, and you can't start it to be so. 
You're entertaining it, does it make it so? You're not entertaining it, does it make it not so? All there is is what is, and and there is you that's what ain't. Yeah? And what ain't is never going to get what is. It's just that simple. <laughs> it really is. It's much cleaner and quicker. So I always like to say the best way to get out of anything is realize you were never in it. It's the only way that works. If you believe you're in something, then you get into the cycle of problem and solution. Yeah? So, all right, this being what I'm in is a problem, so now I'm going to go shopping for solutions. You don't see that in duality, problem and solution are the same coin. Yeah? They're two sides of the same coin. There's the problem and the solution. That's the bigger problem, is the idea of problem and solution. This has nothing to do with a solution. It's just a recognition there is no problem. That's it. If there was a solution, it would have to fail you, because it would make the problem real. Every solution reaffirms the reality of the problem. That's why it doesn't serve as a solution, because it reaffirms the problem as being real. And, you know, and then you have to get out of it, because it's real. But if you entertain, there is no problem, there's no need to get out of it, that's the solution. That's what I would call being out of it here, is not needing to get out of it. Not one little squirming, not one little squirreling, no. Not one little hoping and speculating how much better it would be if I was really in the moment. None of that. None of that has anything to do with anything. It's just a verb going on and on and on, demonstrating its onness every moment. And every non-moment, literally. So, in recovery, we're always confronted with being totally out to lunch. Literally, yeah. I mean, when we came in, when I came into recovery, I was totally living on a consequential level as his action figure, yeah? I didn't know the shit was going to hit the fan until it hit me in the face. That was when I was, that was my time lag. I realized the shit hit me in the face after it hit me in the face. I'd like to see the fan and the shit align and see what turns on the fan and what makes my head move in between them two. But I was totally out to lunch, totally consequential. Why? Because of lack of illumination. Why? Because I was looking for illumination from outside. I was looking for artificial lights, and in that looking for artificial lights, I was determining the illusion that I was lightless, yeah? that there was no light in me. Obviously, if you're searching for a light outside of you, you must assume you know there's no light in you. That darkness or ignorance of what I truly am was the cause of the proliferation of my disease called alcoholism. It's a disease of the mental process, and my mental process made up a sense of being a self that I became identified as. So my consciousness was captured by the mental process, because the mental process quantified itself as the noun that's having the process. Yeah? And then my attention and interest got drawn to that noun, because my intention and my interest, everyone's attention and interest, is drawn to whatever you believe you are. That's what it is. And you're not going to buck that energy. If you believe you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, your interest and attention is going to dwell on that. If you realize you're not, your interest and attention starts dwelling in its source, which expands its interest and attention. Yes? In spirituality, we say you have it by giving it away. That's exactly the movement of, of unfettered interest and attention. It's had by giving it away. Yeah? It's not bound to this little planet called Paul, yeah, that little black hole of selfing, and therefore that interest and attention doesn't create neuroses, doesn't create 
stagnancy, dependencies. It creates fluidity, spontaneity, verbing, yeah? because it's freed up, it's unfettered from that bondage. So in, in recovery you say, please relieve me of the bondage of self. What is the bondage of self? It's The self is not bonding you. It's The interest and attention is bonding to the self. Why is that? Because the interest and attention has come to believe what's directing the interest and attention has believed I am that. So the interest and attention is going to that. You, it's going to be very difficult to break that habit if you still believe you are that, that you're interested in attending to. <laughs> That's why they say self can't get out of self because if you recognize, hey, what's driving me crazy is this obsession with me, and then you take a two-year class how to get out of that obsession, that would be obsession with self. You can't get out of it because you're now back into the solution problem thing. The solution to obsession with self is obsessing with self. See, you never get out of the self thing. The problem and solution are both in the self thing. There's no relief. You're not going to get free from the bondage of self by a solution to it. You're not. It's a recognition there isn't one, that's the solution. <laughs> Once there's a recognition of that, you can entertain it, begin to entertain it. What occurs is your interest and attention gets freed up. And then when your interest and attention goes somewhere else, it's always rooted in what it is, because what it is isn't located or centrally positioned. It's everywhere. Where interest and attention arises from is everywhere. So while interest and attention is moving free, freely, it's resting in itself, its true self, which is that all there is is consciousness. When it's resting in self, it becomes neurotic. Yeah, watch. People can't fall asleep at night because all they're doing is reviewing the representation of the day by that mental process. The mental process is representing you different options of what it could have happened. But in fact, there's no do-overs here, is there? There's no way you're going to go back up to 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm going to change what I said. and You know, all right, everyone leave the stage. And we're going to, all right, get the director. What should we do? This didn't really work. Okay, bring everyone back on. Okay, cue, go. Hey, you're an asshole. Oh, I blew it again. I said the same line once again. All right, everyone else said, we want to redo it. There's no redoing here. It's bye-bye. Yeah. So that attention and interest doesn't take a break. You're trying to fall asleep, supposedly, and the mind is just, the attention and interest is just going over thoughts, over and over, mining new possibilities of what could have been today. Yeah? It's like if you really watch yourself, what most of the time the mental process is doing, it's living in what's not happening. Literally. Right here, there's what's happening. You may like it or not, but the fact is, there is something happening here. In the head, the head plays God and says, no, I'm going to override what's happening, and I'm going to make what's not happening more important to me. So I'm going to fuck God, whatever, fuck life, and I'm going to say, I'm going to make up my own special somewhere in the everywhereness of things. Yeah? And in my special somewhere, maybe I'll make a special everywhere, but I won't be in that special everywhere, because I'm in a special somewhere. So maybe I'm going to hunt for that special everywhere-ness, make a savior or something like that. But it will never be included in my special somewhere-ness. Yeah. <laughs> it's like living in a gated community. You know what I mean? I feel secure and safe in my special somewhere. I want to have the idea of God, but the God is always going to be a lesser God to my head. 
Any God the mental process makes is lesser than the self the God the mental process makes. The God of self is the God of mental process is self. And it can entertain other gods, but it, those gods are lesser gods than the self. That's why you never get relief when you pray to a god, long lasting. Because what's praying to the god is the bigger god, self. So, what's not happening is simple. You can see it. You're sitting here right now. There's absolutely no threat, even though the alarm's going off. You know, there is no threat, <laughs> and there's really nothing to worry about. Yeah, and yet you're flipping out. If that happens, let's say you're at a beautiful waterfall or anywhere, and there's absolutely nothing going on, but you're flipping out. That is the realm of what's not happening, because. There's nothing to flip out about now, but your mind wants to flip out, so it makes up what's not happening, which is next Friday. Next Friday, you're going to be destitute. You're going to have cancer, maybe. Yeah? Your boyfriend's going to be sleeping with your best friend. Definitely. Next Friday. And so the head makes up this next Friday, and what happens is it takes it to be real, and it, the reactions to it happen now in the body. Yeah? So the body's not responding to what's happening, it's responding to what's not happening, and it's flipping out. So the mind, through anxiety, is found at the button to create the physiological effects of fear with nothing to be afraid of. It's amazing. And it's buzzing you all day. Especially when everything's going really good, it loves to buzz you then. But what, 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 what about Friday, dude? The whole day, you blow the whole Saturday. So most of us are the head, not us, the head's dwelling in what's not happening. Past or future. And the reason why what's not happening can be seen to be real is when you're identified with what's not happening, which is you, as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That is not happening. So this what's not happening makes this what's not happening very important. That's why the, the antidote to all these theirs is here. If there's a recognition of here, it's the antidote to there. So in what's not happening, there's thousands of possibilities, obviously, because it's not happening. Anything can be happening. Yeah? Anything your mind can entertain can be happening. Yeah? <laughs> and in what's happening, it doesn't have that quality. But what's happening has one quality what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. Yeah? It's not a very important quality to what's not happening, but it's incredibly important to what's happening. It's actually happening. Yeah? Now, what's happening is the antidote to what's not happening. Yeah? But the greatest antidote to both is realizing you, you are not what's not happening. You are not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You are merely freed from the what's hap not happening and also the what's happening. Yes? Because this isn't even happening. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So what occurs is it translates. Now the fire department's coming, so it's going to be great. <laughs> it's exactly that's not happening. See, they're they're responding to a fire on the lawn. That's not happening. There's no fire, but they're responding. This is what the mind is like. Yeah, the mind's alarm goes off. It calls up the fire trucks. I mean, how many fires actually occur that fire trucks go to? Maybe one out of a hundred. Yeah. So here's the mind. Sets off the alarm, and here's the mind rushing in. Oh, what's not happening? What's not happening? Here they come. What's not happening? And you don't even, to believe there's a fire, because you're conditioned now, you hear the science that equates to a fire. 
You don't even have to have the experience of the fire. You're feeling burnt because of the alarm. That's exactly what the mind does. It makes up a, re a, a reality for you, and it never brings the real event. You're scared shit of something that never happens. Hmm? Yeah, they're coming here. They were supposed to come a little earlier. They were supposed to come after I passed the basket. <laughs> Discard all your money. That will go in flames first. Yes. Who knows? But you see, see a big hubbub, hubbub. What happens? The conditioning, you, the apparatus starts flipping out. It's coiled, starts coiling, coiling, coiling. Immediately, your attention and interest is more wedded to the idea of being the one that's threatened. Yes, and you are not that one that's threatened. This is how it captures. This is its gravitational pull to keep sucking your interest and attention into serving it. Because it has no reality except by the reflection of interest and attention. There is no fire, no matter how many alarms off. But when you have all these alarms going off and you're responding to them, there seems to be a fire. So when all these alarms are going off about your condition, there seems to be a you. That condition is threatened. It's called selfing. It's a verb of the mental process. It's selfing unbelievably to make up an illusion that there's a self that all of these threats are going to happen to. So your interest and attention is always on alert, hoping to make sure nothing happens to the thing that doesn't exist. And then you're not interested, or are you attending to what's happening? And there's a dryness to your life. You get an interpretation instead of the real deal. Of course you're going to flip out. Yeah. Of course you're going to read 800 books how to get out of it. Because you'll keep going to the problem to help for us to help find a solution. Oh, wise one who's never given me any bit of good advice, please tell me what to do about this, this, this dilemma of not knowing what I truly am. All right, I'll tell you. That guy in the Himalayas, usually dead already, could have told you, but he's dead. Now go to his temple, walk around 108 times. He's dead. Not that, don't go to the guy in, you know, Connecticut that's right down the street. How could it be him? I've seen him around the streets. I saw him at the store. How could he be special? Of course he's not special. But maybe the message is coming through him or her. But no, 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 no. It's got to come in a certain package, look a certain way. And that's how you deny the invitation every second. You put a condition on it, yeah? The invitation is not the message. The message is what receives the invitation. That's what the message is. The invitation is just is hopefully, if it works, is to tickle what is the message. The invitation is not the message. You are that. The invitation is to tickle the message within you. So your head gets relieved of this bondage, this false idea of a self, and starts stretching out its own muscles. It's the hugeness and infinite pristine space of mind that you are. Yeah. Yeah. So the best to me, the best thing that you can ever be offered is nothing. Absolutely nothing. I hope that's what you leave with today, is absolutely nothing. Because you, me, you and I have been trying to get something forever. Ever since we first started seeking for the tip, 
We've been trying to get something. Constantly, constantly, constantly. We've acquired so many somethings. And they failed miserably. Nothing is the solution. There is no problem. But if your house is on fire, get a pail of water. Well, if there isn't a problem, why should I do that? Well, if you believe there's a house on fire, you better get a pail of water. I'm saying you're not that, but if you're believing it, you better find that pail of water quick. Because this philosophy will not help you. It will not. Oh, I am not that. If you're flipping out, get some freaking help. Help someone else out. But the fact is, you're not flipping out. So people call me. If they're seemingly flipping out, I tell them to get a pail of water. If they call me about witnessing the flipping out, I say, far out. That's awesome, man. But to tell someone you're not that when they're feeling the burns and the fires of flipping out, that's insanity. Get a pail of water. It's all imaginary. There's never a self to begin with. So there's never a self that becomes a no-self. Yeah? There was never a self in my life. There was never a long-lasting independent separate entity. It was a mental process that was functioning. And my attention and interest got captured by it. Yes? Through the conditioning and through the habit of it. Yeah? Because it became what I called me. But there was never a self that didn't do anything or did anything. So why is there a no-self that's not doing what the self used to do? There was never one, period. Yeah. Self and no self are the same dualistic coin, again. Self and no self. There's neither self nor is there no self. There's just something that's indescribable because the mind would have to capture it and put it under glass to ca get it. And you can't capture a verb. Once you stop a verb by trying to understand it or know it, you lose the essence of verbness. You've lost what you were looking for by trying to get it. Yeah? You can't understand this thing. Once you think you understand it, you've neutered it. You missed it. You missed the whole essence of it. Because there's no point you can stop and look and see and make a decision of and figure it out. It's a movement. It's like it's like trying to it's like being taken down a current of river, trying to think, like plant a flag and say, This is the river. You're going by it every second. There's no how can you quantify the river? It's a movement. Yeah? How can you capture a the what a river implies by naming it and saying, oh, this is the river. It's a movement. Yeah? It's called the, what I, the I am, the beingness. Yeah? I am is a recognition of beingness. That's what it is. The I am is, there's an onness. There's a recognition of the onness. That's the I am. Then, but prior to that, But most people hit the I am, and there's I am Paul. And then the story of this long-lasting, independent, separate action figure called Paul is told. And the interest and attention is wedded to that idea. Yeah. And so you can't, like they used to say in catechism, God is everywhere. And I was wondering, why am I not feeling it if it's God is everywhere? Why I should be bumping into it, right? I'm supposedly somewhere and everywhere. Why is it that I'm oblivious to everywhereness? Because my interest and intention was in a special somewhere. In that special somewhere of Paul, everywhere was outside. Everywhere wasn't in that special somewhere. Everywhere became something I maybe want to entertain, like if I want to become spiritual or not. There's no Spirituality is choiceless. There's no choice to be spiritual. 
can't choose to be spirit. Spirit, <laughs> that's what, that's the, that's what your nature is of, is spirit, yeah? This choicelessness, that's the whole message for me, is it became, see, I, I see a lot of people trying to convince this to get something. This is unconvincible. You know it, don't you? I mean, you'll be totally convinced three hours ago, and then a half hour later, it's not convinced anymore. It just switches because it's dualistically binary system, yeah? Do it's convinced, unconvinced, convinced, unconvinced. It just plays. Boom, 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 boom. It'll swear it's convinced, but it's unconvinced. Yeah? Because in the convincing, there's a bit of unconvincing, and in the unconvincing, there's a bit of convincing. But this message is choiceless. It's not about being convinced or unconvinced. It's about, to me, it was an unspoken yes. Yeah? When I heard it, something occurred. There was like a, there was like a big exclamation of yes in me, but it wasn't spoken. It wasn't, didn't come from my head. It was just reverberated, and that was it. Yeah? Now, it wasn't it as a way of traveling, but that was it. It was the last answer. Yeah, boom. Okay, thank you very much, whoever you were that delivered it to me. I appreciate you greatly. Bam. Yeah, then let's, then the entertaining began. Yeah, then you start, then the verb started reclaiming its verbness, and and crawled off of that imaginary island and got back into the ocean of verbing. And then it knew its own nature by the movement of it, by the living of it, not by studying it, but by living it. Yeah? By traveling lighter, you'll know light. Yeah? By traveling lighter, you'll know light. intimates itself. It intimates as as the living is going on and the, the verb is, is unstructured by the nounness. There's, it intimates its own nature. There's a sense of it. And you're conscious. There's consciousness. So it will become aware of the intimation. It's like, I believe in a way Jesus, he supposedly said this, who knows what he said, but that you'll know the tree by its fruits. That you can't know the tree because you actually are the tree, in a sense. So how could you know it as something other than the tree? But you will know the tree by its fruits. In other words, by the traveling lighter, it will, the traveling itself will intimate the nature of what you are. And therefore, it's, there's like no, the sense that there's no noun to be found becomes very relevant. Yeah? It becomes... A, a working aspect of the attitude and outlook of life through the apparatus. It starts verbing again. Yeah, it never had stopped, but the illusion of being a noun that the things were happening to or I was doing gets dismissed, and there's just life's happening. Yeah. And there's a, something about the freedom. You can't capture it. This freedom can't be uh, privatized. It can't be attained or achieved. No one can give it to you. It's just a recognition of it, you know? And, uh, and if that interest and attention is somewhat freed from the self, it will go to this very naturally. And it will attend and be interested in it. And in that attention and interest in it, you'll be open up to its revelations of its nature. And... Uh, it's nothing special, it's just what happens as you're traveling around. Yeah. 
can happen in, you know, Hoboken just as well as in uh, Damsala. It can happen anywhere you are. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Any questions today? See, I'm getting, see this, is, and it's so, it has so many purposes. See, I'm getting, by sharing this message, I'm getting a tan at the same time. <laughs> it's very inclusive. It works on a lot of levels, you see? Mine is very exclusive. This is very inclusive. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Can you imagine living like this all day with alarms going off? They're always responding to what's not happening. So basically what's happening is the re reaction to what's not happening all day. So your what's happening it basically just becomes the reaction to what's not happening all day. You see how dry that's going to be? If my whole day of what's happening is just my mind's reacting to what's not happening, Jesus Christ. You will pay $8,000 to go into a tent and burn your ass for three hours hoping you'll get purified. You'll be, you'll be a sucker for any new little thing going on. Spend $20,000. Spend a week with me. I was going to do this thing. I'm going to go off on this today. I like all these, these things. I was going to do this thing. I was going to have retreat from Paul. Yeah? Retreat, retreat from Paul. And how it was going to work is, you'd spend some time with me, and then for a few weeks I'd send you CDs and this and that, and then uh, I'd show, then there would be this, then the retreat from Paul, which would be I'd bring some ex-girlfriends of mine, and they would <laughs> sing the glories of not seeing Paul anymore. And how wonderful that, I feel the presence since Paul left. So I said, okay, now that you see me a lot, and you've been coming to see me, you need to retreat from Paul. So you're going to pay me money every week. I'm going to be in Hawaii, and I'll send you a message about what I've been doing and who I've been hanging out with, and you'll get off on that. You're not doing what I'm doing, and you're not hanging out with what I'm hanging out with, and there'll be a freedom there, a freedom from Paul. Yeah? And if you want, you try it for one day. If it works out, then you take the first two-day retreat, and then maybe go on the month-long retreat where you send me a check every week. And I promise you I will not see you for that month. <laughs> and I guarantee you you're going to feel a presence by my absence. Yeah? By my absence, you're going to be in such a presence that you'll want to pay me money every month for the next year or two. Yeah? I'm going to put this on my website. Treat from Paul. I bet you I'll get some people to sign up. I swear to God. I bet you'll have it. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. So let me watch a lot of CDs, and I'll feel so great when I don't have to see them anymore. Yeah, yeah. DVDs, whatever. So retreat from Paul. Anyone this weekend? No? Exactly. The, the funny part about the retreat, it's a very good message, because actually the presence is your absence. Now, most minds can't entertain that, so we'll make a little game of it. So the presence will be determined by my absence in your life, but really the presence is your absence in your own life. Yeah? You, what you are as this is the absence of presence. 
or it's sort of like darkness and light. There can't really be absence of presence, but if the light isn't being entertained, there can be a reality of darkness, but it's really absence of light. So really, this being consumed as, this, as being this you, as this is what you are as present, is the absence of light. Yeah. So in a sense, your absence is the presence. That's the trick. It's not a trick, but that's exactly what happens. When you lose interest in self and your little plans and designs, you sense the presence. So it's because it's not your absence, it's the absence of being identified with the verbing. Because there's no presence, really. You are not something. Yeah? It's just the verbing of a something. When that is broken, that absence is the presence. It's the same energy. Interest and attention, when you lose interest in something, you never lose interest. All you lose interest in is in that thing. Yeah? You don't lose interest, and you don't lose attention. Attention and interest are infinite. You don't lose them. But you lose the thing you've been interested in attending to. That's the freedom. Your interest and attention now becomes like free range. Yeah? It's not bound and wedded to that idea of being Paul. And it's incredible how wedded it is to that. It's freed, and then what immediately you start entertaining more possibilities than you ever entertained before. Why? Because what we've been entertaining is the possibilities that are produced by a very small system of thought and interpretation called self-centeredness. Seriously. And we, everyone in this place, has, had, has entertained every one of the self-centered possibilities. We're just redoing them. Literally, like the fairy princess or the white, you know, the knight on shining armor of money and security and like that. Yes? We're entertaining the same possibility over and over and over again. Self-centeredness, you and I have been over every inch of it. It's a very small system. Yeah? And the hugeness of our attention and interest, it's like putting a great marathon runner in your cellar and having him walk around a little two-by-four track all day. Yes? And, but when you're identified with the center of that system self, your ability to entertain possibilities, the entertaining is not dismissed, but the possibilities are very limited. So your ability to entertain is stuck on the same possibility, so it just redresses it, and you know what I mean? Changes it a little, but it's the same old, same old, because it hasn't been freed. It's, your ability to entertain hasn't been freed from the shackles of self-centeredness. Once you're entertained, you're not the idea of a self, then your ability to entertain is freed, and it opens up to f entertain a lot of possibilities, man. Incredible possibilities. And the same thing is that you and I give meaning to everything, yeah? But most of our meaning that we're giving to things is being distributed from self-centeredness. So we're giving everything the same old meaning, yes? And we're refeeling and rethinking and rehashing all day. When that's broken, the meaning that something else, it's not an else, but the meaning that will be given to things will come from another source. And you will be freaking surprised when you'll see the new meanings that come through this little projector. Yeah? Like a situation that would have wrecked something, it's just a minor bump. And you just go over it and never like that. It's beautiful. Yeah? It's just beautiful. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like an all-terrain vehicle. Knew it had four-wheel drive, but no one ever put it in four-wheel drive. 
That's what happens. Yeah. Something just clicks in, and you start entertaining possibilities where you couldn't think I could go, and I can't do this, can't do that. Well, it's gone. You'll, it's really nice because you get your messages not from a, a dried, stagnant system, but a fluidity. Yes. And my experience is, you'll get what. You, see, I don't get a wealth of wisdom. Obviously, you can tell that. <laughs> I don't get a wealth of wisdom, but I get what to do next. Yeah. It's very economized and pared down and streamlined. It's really fluidity. I don't need to know a lot at all. Yeah. But when when I need to know something, it pops in. Yes. It downloads. And so you become, all the unessentials get dropped and you really start traveling lighter. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the thing is, see, what we always go to is the you that it's serving. I don't care about what's happening. I care about how it's being seen as who's it happening to. Because if, they, if the two is shifted, what's happening will be seen totally different. What's, the happening is, is bonded to the you. Yeah? It's a, real, a symbiotic thing. So exactly how things are, the mind is getting off on in a certain way. No matter how much you're bitching about it, you wouldn't want to let it go. The head doesn't, really. It wants to bitch about it. So I don't want to deal with those thousands of things because there's tons of manifestations of self in I want to just go to the self, the idea of that's it, it's me. When that's seen not to be true, I'm freed from all of this. Yeah. The cars can get reshuffled, so to speak. Yeah. And then instead of having the ace of always the last card, it may show up the third or fourth card. Yeah, it gets moved around. Yeah, it's cool. I'm getting a lot of sun here. Yeah. Well, the fruit. I'm experiencing is the shift in my thinking has been towards uh, my attention and interest other than the old tapes. It's been amazing. Yeah. Because my old tapes go through the That's good, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I was able, it took me three years to get out, get out of life <coughs> and do what I wanted to do. So, we have to go through Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's easier for the mind to want to be free, but to be free is different. Most people want to want to be free, but they don't want freedom. <coughs> because it, free, it really entails giving up the comfort of their identification. Anyone else? Yes.
See, but uh, you live as it every day. You live as it every day. The living in and out is the interpretation, but the as is not interpretative. You are that, yeah. But you can seem to live in, in and out of it, but living as it is a fact. It cannot be anything other than that. Yeah. That's the, to me, that's the choicelessness. The choicelessness is wonderful balm to the conditioned mind, because the conditioned mind lives on options and comparisons. When it gets the choicelessness of its own nature, it's a pretty cool thing, because then its whole basic house of cards falls apart, because it believes it has options. I can do this or I don't do this. I can know God or not know God. But the fact is, this is not in that category. This is a choiceless state of fact, yeah, what we are. You may not believe that now, but ask who is it that doesn't believe it. I'm just putting it out there. That's been my whatever. Hey, uh, that's it, eh? We'll pass the basket. We have a basket. Anyone have a hat? Great. Can I borrow that lovely hat of yours? Uh, you know, I'm going down to where's. Uh, I'm going to be in Santa Cruz April 17th. We're going to have a meeting down there. I'll, it'll be put up on the website uh, on a Saturday. We'll do the meeting here, and then I'm going to drive down there. It's at 4 o'clock at it, until 6. Uh, we went to Mexico already. I'd like to go to Joshua Tree, but right, not uh, not this week. But I'd like to go there, yeah. Yeah, I'll put it on the website. Every time we have a retreat, no one shows up, so it's good. What? That's right. And they're not sending me any money. They, they ran with the idea, but they cut me out. We are going to go to... Uh, I'm going to Chicago, and then I'm going to Toronto and New York soon. So. Yeah. No, I'm not going there. I'm going there in May, a couple weeks from now. Well, I'm not going on train. I'm going to fly, hopefully. <laughs>